This is Multinew Media. Hi, everyone. I'm Chase Raz, and this is Multinew Media. Summer is coming up quickly, and that means you're probably going to be traveling a little bit. Today, I have Christopher Woodward with me, and we're going to be talking about our top five lists, respectively, for tech travel tips. Christopher, how are you doing today? I am good, Chase. I, I just did a bit of traveling myself, so I already have kind of firsthand experience at, at what works and what you need and, and maybe even what you shouldn't be bringing with you oh. as you travel abroad or locally uh, this coming season. So where did you go? Uh, I went to a convention. And traveling to a convention is interesting because not only are you dealing with the usual logistic of, you know, being in a car for a long period of time, being on a bus or, or whatever form of transportation, a plane, but something like a convention where you're going from a panel to a panel and you don't have that time to kind of stop, go back to your hotel room or go back to your home uh, to get devices or to recharge things, kind of makes you realize how you need to be able to to travel beyond the go and still have access to the things you need to stay connected. Yeah, I think that's something everybody can relate to. I mean, whether it's a convention or something else, you 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 leave the house and what you have is what you have. That's that's what you're stuck with. And this list is hopefully going to get people to the best possible place when returning to your home isn't an option and when returning to the hotel room may not do you any good because you're going to be limited to what you brought in the first place. I think it's also interesting to note how so much has gotten better. Uh, you know, I did a majority of traveling in my life at a younger age uh, when you know laptop computer batteries were the size of a brick um, and mm -hmm. as heavy as a brick too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you were really reliant on conventional alkaline batteries to power things. So we're in a kind of a golden age of technology when it comes to travel, just Things are so much easier and more convenient, and the sizes really have made things uh, much more, uh, to, to use a simple word, doable for people. Um, but it, again, you want to be smart and you want to be prepared, and I think our lists are going to help people as they're deciding what they need to throw in their bag before they head out the door. Yeah, and I don't think you're coming from a place of um, saying, oh, look how easy it is now. Look how spoiled we are today. But I really do think that having carried around a lot of arguably heavy equipment, large equipment in the past uh, professionally, I think that gives you an advantage into this list over what I may have been able to come up with. So, Christopher, do you want to start us off and give us your first uh, of your top five list? Sure. I'm going to be the first item on my list probably, and again, this is no particular order, but probably the most important item in this day and age, and it's very basic, it's power. You want to have portable power supplies with you. Uh, again, Things are changing. There's airplanes now. Um, there's buses. Obviously, cars have a, the ability to help you charge your device or power your devices. But you never know when you're going to be in a location for a long period of time when you're not going to have access to an outlet. And this came true, especially when I was at the convention uh, that I was at this week. I was going from panel to panel. Uh, and at a point, my device, my primary device, which was my uh, my phone, my Samsung Galaxy Note that I was using, um, I needed to plug in. Now, I use, um, give them a quick plug here, a Zenger, Z-E-N-D-U-R-E -E power pack uh, that comes, I got mine off of Amazon.com. They have many different types and styles. 
This one has a USB port and a mini USB port on it. It also allows you to power it, charge it off of a computer or a wall outlet while also charging a device, which is helpful for when you need to recharge oh, that everything. Is, that is helpful. You can charge and and charge the yeah, you can charge and charge at the same time. Exactly. Dual charging feature. We'll put a link uh, to but, that in the show notes. What what's really again convenient about it is this little block held enough for me to totally recharge from about fifteen percent up to a hundred percent twice during the day. Still had power left over. Uh, again, there's so many different types of portable power out there. Uh, depending on your needs, you may want to go with something a little smaller. You may want to go with something a little heavier, a little bigger. But in this day and age, there's no excuse not to get yourself a good portable power pack. Again, so many brands, so many styles. It just makes sense. I watched people at this convention at one point. You know, They're looking along the walls trying to find an outlet, trying to find a place to plug in. But – once the panel ended, well, you got to unplug to get to the next panel. Me, I could yeah. literally be charging my phone while I was walking up and down the hallways and traveling. And again, great for when you're on car trips. Uh, you know, again, if you don't have a charger or the charger is being used for another device, uh, airplanes. Again, how many people have been stuck on an airplane waiting for takeoff or yeah, oh, yeah. taxiing on the runway for long periods of time? And maybe they don't have access to power. Again, just number one on my list and i'm calling it number one even though my list is out of order for a reason portable power uh you should always have backup and again the size is so convenient now it doesn't take up a lot of space really it takes up about as much space as your cell phone probably does if not if less yeah for the size of your cell phone especially if you're using one of the phablets a five six inch screen you should be able to get i don't know what fifteen thousand twenty thousand milliamp hours out of that You, you should be able to go I don't know, two, three charges with that size. Absolutely. And again, depending on your device, I mean, there's different types of power packs out there. You know, I've mentioned Zenger because I had a great experience with them. But there's so many different ones out there. And honestly, mostly, I, I think for the most part, reasonable in cost. It's not an insane amount of money. So again, you know, it just it makes sense no matter where you're traveling, where you're going. Get yourself some portable power. It, it does. It makes so much sense that I'm kind of wondering why it didn't make my list. I don't know why I didn't think about that. I think um, that if if you sit down, you the listener, if you sit down and make your own list right now of the top five uh, tech travel tips that you think are important to people, you're probably going to go to the stuff you know first. And, and because I'm just so – I carry – in my car right now, no joke, I have one of those octopus-looking little USB converter things. So that if I have a USB um, outlet, if I have a USB port, I can charge almost any type of device on the planet. I mean, it's just instinctive to me. So I'm kind of embarrassed that I didn't think to put that on my list. I did want to put something about solar power because I think that we're getting to the point to where if you're traveling, it's not a bad idea to carry one of these fairly small solar rechargeables. But I didn't want to be that much of a tech nerd to start talking solar on a... um, on a travel episode well yeah and again what if you're in some place that's really cloudy <laughs> yeah i mean there are again i'm sorry i didn't want to be that much of a nerd to do it all right i'm gonna to go to the first on my list mine i'm gonna start really basic i'm gonna start really generic my first thing is you've got to travel light don't take every device you own don't take every single accessory you have for those devices plan ahead plan accordingly 
plan for the unexpected, but don't take everything you have in your home office. Don't take everything that's sitting in your cubicle. Don't take every device. If you have a work computer and a home computer and a Kindle and a smartwatch and a phone and and a, you know, prioritize what you really need. Do you need your MP3 player if you still have a dedicated one for working out? Or can you get by using your phone for the week while you're in a hotel or for the weekend while you're in a hotel? I, I really think that traveling light is super important. I think that it, it helps deter against theft. You're not as much of a target if people don't think you're carrying, um, y- you know, sometimes I, I say that to corporate uh, training clients. I say that to students. You don't want to carry three laptops, two phones, and everything else on you. You become a security risk at that point. Now, other than security, I think traveling light just makes perfect sense because you want to be able to get, let's say you're going on vacation. You want to be able to get mementos, souvenirs, trinkets, all that type of stuff. And if you're traveling for business, who really wants to have to waste time packing and unpacking? Just throw the suit in the in the travel, uh, excuse me, in the carry-on and go for it. Travel light. You know, that's a great point. It, it, funny, it reminds me of, uh, there was a comedian, still is a comedian, uh, named Sinbad. Mm-hmm. And Sinbad was doing a bit in Jamaica once. And he talked about how people come to Jamaica and, you know, before they leave, they go into drawers in their house that they never go into. <laughs> and they pack clothes that it's, they haven't worn in years. It's so true. They pack, they pack so many items. And then he talked about hair, you know. Oh, well, it might be humid, so I'm going to need this conditioner and this hairspray. And I'm going to need a hairdryer. And, oh, I might need this brush. And this. And then what happens? When they arrive in Jamaica by day two, what do they say? I'm just going to wear my hair up, and I'm wearing a bathing suit all seven days. Yeah. And yeah. that's what ends up you happening. Know, I'm super interested in traveling, like things like bags and mini sizes and all of that. I, I have a bag I keep in my car. I already mentioned some of that stuff. I have a bag that's ready to go at any time. I have a... I have a bag for everything. People pick on my man bags. But the importance of them is you have to travel light. You have to put what's important in there and understand that, yes, I do. I, I, I'm i one of those people. I have a bag that has the backup toothbrush and the backup razor and shaving cream. And all of that's wonderful. I encourage you have all of that. But know when you need to take it and when you don't. If you're going to a three, four, five star luxury hotel, guess what? I'm not packing soap and razors and toothbrushes. Well, I'll take the toothbrush for the travel there and back. But that stuff's probably going to be available to me at no cost or at a relatively decent cost compared to the the, the cost of the hotel stay. And what happens is you learn from your trips. I know the first couple of times that I traveled, I definitely bought more than I needed. So it's very simple. What you do is go on a trip. When you come back... Same with your tech. Same with your tech devices as with your clothes. Look at what you didn't use. Mm, absolutely. Look at the items you didn't use. The next time, don't bring them. Yeah, and, you know, and there's one little caveat. Go ahead. It's that simple. You just you look at the devices and you look at the things. Bring. I used to travel and again. I'm going way back here now, a long time ago. But I found that you know I had a lot of cords because mm-hmm. I would be looking to do things via the net via the web, and I needed phone jacks, and I needed phone cords at the time. Oh, yeah. It wasn't wireless. So <laughs> You I used had, to carry around the phone cords and the RJ45s and everything else like me, huh? I had massively long phone cords and everything else, but over time I realized that there were some I just didn't need. Right. I was never going to need that many feet of phone cord. Yeah. So I downsized, and I figured out what adapters I needed, what adapters I never used. So that's what you do. 
over time, you'll pare it down. And again, depending on the trip, like you mentioned, if you know where you're staying and you've been there before, you know what you'll need. If you're going somewhere you've never been, then maybe you're going to pack a, a little, little heavier because of the unknown. But again, just over time and experience, you'll learn. And I agree 100% because remember, whatever you bring, you got to carry. You got to carry and you have to take home. Yeah. So what do you have for your number two? Number two is the ultimate people forget item, I guess you could say, or item most often forgotten. It's simple. Earbuds or headphones or even better, noise-canceling headphones. Mm, absolutely. Get those. We are in, in an age where, you know, you should still be polite. Nobody wants to hear your podcast or your music or your conversation um, I think one of the most disastrous cell phone gaffes of all time was remember the the walkie-talkie cell phone. Mm, oh where, yeah, the push to talks, Nextel, yeah, and push to talks. Nobody wanted to hear your whole conversation. No one ever <laughs> wants to hear it. So, and and chances are you probably don't want people here. But obviously, what always happens? People go out, they bring their phone, and oh, I forgot my earbuds. Oh, I forgot my Bluetooth. Oh, I forgot my whatever earphone you're using. One, you want a good one. Two, you want to always make sure you remember it. Yeah. And for those of you traveling places that, you know, air, you know, especially flying, um, a good set of noise canceling headphones is a pretty good investment. A hundred percent in agreement here now. And I mentioned before when I was talking about traveling light that I'm, I'm big into the, the, the travel stuff. But I should clarify uh, something I want to add to your earbud statement. Uh, I don't travel a lot. I'm into the logistics of it. And when you talk about earbuds or headphones, I'm going to make a suggestion here that ties your number two suggestion in with my number one. I know you want your Bluetooth, this, that, and the other, like you mentioned. I know you want those large Beats headphones or whatever else you're using. My suggestion, get some earbuds, some high quality, whatever you like. Buy a, buy a duplicate set of the earbuds that you like to use at work or at the gym. Buy a second set. Put some memory foam noise canceling. Um, I, I don't know what the earbud part of the earbud is called, so we'll just call them earbuds again. Put the memory foam noise canceling um, tips on there, whether you like them or not, because you're going to want that when you travel. And take that, that second set of earbuds, and keep that as your traveling tech. You don't need a Bluetooth piece. You don't need a wireless speaker. Although if you're going camping, I do actually recommend a Bluetooth speaker. That's neither here nor there. That way, it's already packed. It's already ready in your travel bag. You don't have to think about it. And you don't have to worry. It's already there. And make sure, last thing, in order to travel light, make sure it also has a microphone. Even if it's not perfect. That way, if you need to make a private call, if you need to use a headset for a call, you have your ear, you have your headphones and your microphone and everything knocked out all in one step. There you go. So so was that on your list or were you no, just jumping on? No, I was jumping on. I mean, were you giving me a moment to take a breath after saying all of that? I just wanted to know whether or not that was actually your list item. No, no. Like you were ready for that to be a list item. No, you know, I'm actually not. I'm really, I'm really loving the fact that our lists are not overlapping because it gives us a lot to think about. So what's next on your list? I've got to go directly to getting some type of software for a remote desktop. Um, you know, you leave your desktop or laptop behind, and let's admit it, we're, we're tech people. The reality is we're going to take a laptop with us most likely, unless you have, let's say, a two-in-one or a tablet, like a Microsoft Surface type of deal where 
you can have the best of both worlds. Now, you're probably going to lean towards taking that device if you want. The question becomes, what if I need to log in to work? What if I need to access files that are only on this particular computer? What if I need to access my NAS at home and I need to write all of these things, right? All these thoughts come into our mind when we're traveling. What if, what if, what if? And that leads to us overpacking, right? I'm on this travel light theme. And so getting remote desktop software. Now, your NAS is probably going to come with all of this. You just remote into your your uh, home network and, and boom, you're in your NAS and you can do whatever you need. But for your computers, for the laptops that are getting left behind, and let's be honest, what's the laptop that always gets left behind? It's the work laptop. Uh, if you need to access it, maybe you have a VPN that's tied only to that device. Just remote desktop software. You can get it from Splashtop or someone like that. About $15 a year. One and done. Just put your home computer on a UPC battery backup. Keep the internet connected to it. And then whatever you need, wherever you need it, as long as there's internet, you have that device with you virtually. I like it. And it makes sense. Again, depending on your needs, you know, if, if, where you're doing, how you do your work, you know, the VPN. Because um, those things do happen. You know, you're, you're away and something comes up and it's, Oh, that files in my house on my house computer. It's on my work computer, and I don't have access to it. Yeah, I forgot to put it on do? a cloud drive. I forgot to put it in the NAS. You know, or or you you ever have that infamous? Now I got to call home and see if I can convince the person there to open up the computer, mm-hmm. get the file, attach the file, send the file. And then if you're on oh. vacation, you're giving the neighbor kid the key to feed the cat anyway, and you're like, oh, now I have to ask him to go use my computer. I have no idea what the kid's gonna do. <laughs> or what he's going to be looking up. So, mm-hmm. going to have um, going to have some questions when you get home from the authorities. Uh, I'm going to kind of tie into that a little bit with the next on my list. All right, number um, three. And, and and again, this is an item that it really depends on where you're going. In this case, but I would say, again, depending on your devices, um, you know, a wireless hotspot device of mm. some kind. Uh, depending on where you're going, what you're doing. Um, I, I was thinking more in terms of people that are going maybe somewhere where Wi-Fi capability and cell phone reception is not going to be uh, the norm or sufficient for your needs. Uh, there's a lot of great wireless hotspot devices. And taking it one step further, there is a product out there now, uh, and I'll, I'll give them a plug too, called Gotenna. And what Gotenna does is it basically allows you to transmit messages via radio waves. And it operates, it can operate via Bluetooth. But imagine being able, you know, you're someplace with zero cell phone reception, no Wi Fi, but still be able to send messages to people. Right. So the, radio waves. so the people in your area, you can still communicate with your party, even if you're out in the middle of nowhere, national park, no service. You can still do uh, basically RF signals with them. Yeah. I mean, what incredible. And so I saw this. And again, we're going to have to put a link for that in the show notes, too. I I like that. I've never heard of it. I mean, I've heard of it, but I've never heard of of Gotenna. Yeah, it's more an item that, again, I mean, obviously, if you're traveling in New York City or Tokyo or you're not going to need it. But if you're traveling in the mountains, if you're traveling in the desert, um, you know, I I think about – 
people that go on these kind of like wilderness expedition type situations. And, you know, how do you communicate if something goes wrong? You know, you don't want to think about those things, but what would you do? Something like this would allow you to get a message out there to get your location, your situation out there when there is no other cell phone using radio waves. So, uh, again, a wireless hotspot device in general, something like Gotenna for those of you that are going somewhere where there really is no technology. You know, I, I'm going to derail you for a second. So I, I went on to Amazon because I want to put this in the show notes. I really like this tech. And I'm looking at Gotenna, and what appears directly below it is the thing I left off my list, a 21-watt dual USB solar charger. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should have put it on there. Mm. Oh. But yeah, Gotenna, I think, is definitely a um, good topic. And I'm gonna, I rearranged my list while you were speaking because we do have some overlap here. But this is perfect because you say, uh, you said you started with you need some type of wireless hotspot. That was your entry to talking about all these other technologies like Gotenna and whether you need it or not. My my I, my list item, it was fourth. I'm moving it to third. Simply says this, get a data plan. A lot of yeah. us are super cheap and we know that unlimited plans are back here in the United States with data, with text, with everything. But we still buy these cheaper plans. A lot of us do at least. No, no, whether money's an issue or not, we still buy these cheaper plans and say, well, fine, I won't have any data because I have Wi-Fi everywhere. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm me. I, how fast is your home internet? Come on, really? Do you, do you need to pay double for it? So we cut out that. We cut out mobile internet as a way to save money. But make sure you have some data and make sure you have some tethering data allocation before you travel. Um, yeah. I'm not going to plug any company, but one of the main four carriers in the U.S., I mean, you you basically get coverage all over North America, Europe, and you have tethering by default. So really take a look at your mobile plan, and that's all I'll say. Well, our, our item number threes uh, really go together. Agreed. Again, it, it's a, it's an expense thing, but it's getting cheaper. You know, you can get basic data plans a lot cheaper than it used to be. Um, so next item that is on my list is is probably going to be my quickest time just because it's very blunt. It's proper storage or a proper carrying case or how you pack your devices. So many people will just shove things into whatever knapsack, purse, shoulder bag mm-hmm. they're carrying. This is how you end up with cracked screens. This is how you end up with chipped items. This is how you end up with uh, you know busted cords. Um, you know, the, the, you look at the plugs on cords sometimes. Well, how does this happen? Well, it's how you pack items. You know, again, it amazes me how some people will spend so much money on a screen protector and, you know, the, the, the case for their phones and for their tablets. But then they shove it in a bag that they're going to drop on the ground or that, heaven forbid, is going to be given to the baggage handlers of an airline or a bus line or whatever and get tossed around. Oh, yeah, because if you think you're going to check your technology, don't, don't do it. Just take it as a carry-on. You know, and even when you – and again, even when you're bringing it as a carry-on, I see the way people treat their own bags. Yeah, you're shoving you're it in that overhead bags. compartment just like get in there. Shoving it in there, dropping it on the ground, you know. So again, put the time and thought. How am I packing this device? Am, am I putting it in a case? You know, we mentioned the portable power earlier. Sometimes those come with cases. Use the cases. 
Now, obviously, you don't want to have a lot of big, bulky, heavy cases that you have to carry around. But at the same time, you want to protect this technology. Mm -hmm. The last thing you need is, oh, I went on and what happened? Well, the plug on my charger you know, got pulled off or frayed or something happened. And now the charger doesn't work. So now I got to go buy a new charger. Or I got to buy a cord or, you know, or I have to do without. So think about how you're packing. Use proper storage and proper carrying cases for your items when you pack them. And, you know, we're sharing an item again, and I think we're going to split off with our item five, but my item four, and, and I was I was being laser focused here, instead of saying proper storage, I'm going for the one that's impacted me the most. Make sure that that proper storage is waterproof. Yes, very much so. The the heartbreak, I don't know if this is the, the trip that I my wife and I took when we got, um, when I proposed, when we got engaged, or if it was the trip before that. But the, the feeling of heartbreak when your $2,000 or whatever it is, right? I don't know what my laptop was, but let's say you spend 2000 1000 2000 on a laptop. The heartbreak when you're traveling, when this device is your lifeline back to work, back to all of the other technology in your house. I mean, your phone is probably this now, but those are eight dollars $900 anyway. If you see hair product... On that laptop, as you pull it out of your bag, you want to cry. That's a story that had to me uh, happened to me. Thank God I'm bald now. Uh, I don't know if it was my shampoo or hers or whatever happened. Must I was bald then. It must have been hers. But genius me packed it in a way where I had padding. I had everything in a separate removable bag. It was safe. It was going to be secure. I could lock that bag and put it in the hotel safe. I had thought about proper storage except for water and liquids and it just whew, too too close to my heart i can't talk about it anymore so our number fours are pretty much identical well that brings me to number five the end of the list and i've, I've been positive i think throughout here I've tried to be helpful absolutely so now I'm, I'm gonna be a little a little less positive i'm actually gonna gonna really just rip on something are you gonna you call know? me out for something or is this general generic this is something that I, I don't understand. I, I shouldn't say I don't understand. The benefit to me is not there. Uh, the, the negatives far outweigh the benefit with this item. Okay. I'm curious now. I, I will be very blunt and I will, I'm going to read it as I have it on my list and then I will go deeper. My, my heart is, is uh, I have palpitations here going on. No selfie sticks. You look like an idiot. <laughs> now, allow me oh. to explain. I'm safe. I've never owned one of those, and I never will. My arm is long now, enough. I, I understand the joy of holding out your phone and <laughs> taking a picture of yourself with something in the background. I understand people like to do I see that. somebody on a roller coaster doing that right now, and just the, the thought of the selfie stick flying away just makes me so happy. Now, the selfie stick, in theory... I guess, is so that you can get more oh. in the shot than what your own arm length would provide you. <laughs> Including the stick. <laughs> obviously, if you have a large group of people, you would need more arm length, thus the selfie stick, to get everyone in the shot. Here's why I think it just is ridiculous. Number one, it's another item you have to carry. You're carrying around this stick, and you got to put your phone on it and set it up and hold it up. And you're not carrying; you're carrying a cane basically with you and collapsing it and take it out again. 
that number one annoyance. Number two annoyance, chances are the picture you're taking is going to mostly be your head anyway. And the background really doesn't get captured that well. If you're traveling in a place that is so photogenic that you want a picture and somebody, you know, in the background, here's an idea. Have a traveling companion take your picture. Or better yet, if you want to both be in a shot and there's other people there, people are not rude. You can ask somebody, hey, take our picture. And yes, I know. Well, what if they steal my camera and they run? And, you know, it's very simple. You chase them and tackle them. Okay. You will still look like less of an idiot than if you have a selfie stick. It's just ridiculous. Most of the time, those pictures don't even look that good. If you've seen one selfie, you've seen them all. Take a picture of that beautiful background. Take a picture of that beautiful view. You don't need to stick your noggin in it to show that you were there. We believe you that you were there because you took the picture of it. So no selfie sticks. Now, I was going to um, rip on GoPro cameras and people that wear them on their head all day. I'm still laughing. But <laughs> I had I to mute my microphone. I'm going to be nice to GoPro people, even though they look really dumb, too, when they have GoPros strapped to their heads. Hmm. You know, like, oh, look, this is me walking down the street. Okay, I get it. But I love the GoPro technology. I love the camera technology itself. So I'm, I'm not going to rip on that. But I got to say, you look like a fool, people. Selfie sticks, just, just say no. And I'm happy to say <laughs> that Disney has my back on this because yeah. they have banned selfie sticks from uh. their parks. <laughs> Okay, so a little bit of backstory. I don't know if you could hear the audio changing. I had to mute myself through most of that. Um, and I unmuted myself right about the time you decided to say, if someone steals your phone, go tackle them. And I had to mute again. Um, I know you didn't intend for that topic to be as funny as it was to me, but it absolutely is. And I, I'm with you. I see the purpose of a selfie stick. I'm sure they're useful Let's say for photographers who need a particular angle, you want to take a picture from, a, I don't know, some garden somewhere and you're not allowed in there, just reach your arm over, put a selfie stick out, and you can get the unique shot of the butterfly or the flower or whatever you're looking for. I get it. But my God, people look stupid with some of these things, and they use them in the dumbest of possible ways, um, it, especially uh, on vacation. So, I mean, I, I see the benefit. If you own one, we're not picking on you. Just Yeah, I am. I'm picking on you. <laughs> Most people I'm not. Well, okay. Most people we are picking on. I'm I'm saying there are a few folks who have a selfie stick for a legitimate reason. Maybe they need one because they're a YouTube vlogger or something like that. And they don't, you know, they don't have the money to hire an assistant. And what are you going to do? Ask somebody to stand there while you do a five minute video. Um, I I get it. Um, But I I agree 100 percent. And sorry, I had to mute myself. But that was probably the best five minutes of the show ever. the, The five minutes I was muted completely. All right, so I've got one more item on my list, and it's a little, um, I I hate to bring the party down now, but I want you to take your devices, whichever ones you decide that you are going to take, and after you've got remote desktop software, after you have your earbuds, after you have all of your wireless hotspots and data connections, and proper storage that is, yes, waterproof, after you do all of that, I want you to take that device, and I want you to set your lock screen to come on in the shortest amount of time possible. We're just talking about security here. Whether your device is stolen and you want to enable GPS and find my device, whether you want to enable all of that or not, that's your choice. I encourage you to. 
But first things first, if I'm not going to steal your laptop, if I'm not going to steal your phone, the question is, if I'm malicious, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to try to get your information while you're not paying attention to it? Uh, What if you leave it in the room and, I don't know, hotel manager comes in and starts getting a little bit curious of what you do for a living? I'm not saying that's going to happen, and I don't think many hotel managers get to be a hotel manager um, by having that type of attitude. But my point is, you never know. Set your lock screen to the shortest possible time. Yes, it's going to be a little bit of an inconvenience while you're traveling. If you're like me, I I don't use a pen on my device in normal business situations. I have my phone with me and my coworkers, they may play a joke and post something on Facebook, but it's never going to be more serious than that. When I do go on vacation, when I do go into a business environment that I don't know, maybe a client for the first time, when I... All of these things, just imagine the list I'm going to make there. I set my timeout to the lowest possible value, and I put a password on my device. Please, 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 when you're traveling, make sure to do that. Track your phone, uh, your devices. Put any type of security in place that you think you need to put. Excellent. And, you know, it is. It's a great point You because know, it will happen. But it's nowhere as fun as, as yelling at selfie stick owners. Well, but again, if you don't use this selfie stick and somebody steals your phone, and you at least your phone will lock on them. So. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Christopher, thank you for joining me for this. I hope that people get a chance to take some time off of work, that they get to travel, or, hey, maybe that they get to travel for, for work. It's, um, it's always a nice convenience when you can uh, knock two birds out with one stone and maybe not have to pay for uh, your entire family's airfare if you, if you luck out and work for the right company. Um, anything else we should add any, anything else that maybe almost made the list or anything else that's on your mind since we've been talking about our list? I'll just say this, that for all of you people that are traveling for pleasure, remember, enjoy the trip. Don't just stare at your screen the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Quit taking pictures and video and enjoy being in the moment. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, take care.